In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to other people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. Hello, this is Andrew Ezekiel. Welcome to part two of the podcast series in the times of those kings. If you haven't had the chance to listen to the first part of this series, I will strongly recommend you do so, where I explain in details why a kingdom of God must be and shall be established on earth before the second coming of Christ. In this episode, we'll look at some practical steps we can participate in the building of His kingdom. So let's pray. Father, we come before you, ask you to open the eyes of our hearts so that we can see. We can see your truth in your word. We can see you in your word and not be deceived by the doctrines of the world, but let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened by your word through the power of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What did Jesus mean when he said, Seek first the kingdom, then all these things shall be added to you? The time of political correct Christianity is over. The time of seeker-sensitive churches are over. It is time. It is time for us to preach the word as it is. For eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, or enter into the hearts of men. Yes, we are saved by grace. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we are called to much more than just salvation. There is more. There is more to Christianity as we know it. There is more. There is a kingdom. For kingdom of God is not a matter of eating nor drinking. Romans 4.17 If there is a kingdom, a kingdom of God, a new kingdom, there is a new government, a new legislative body, a new governor, and a new world order. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order and establish it with judgment and justice. Isaiah 9, 6-7 Notice, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. It does not say a group of people who go to a Sunday service, but a government will be up on his shoulders. What does a government do? What is the function of a government? A government is to legislate, is to govern, and to make judicial decisions. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king. Isaiah 33, 22. Now Psalm chapter 24, verse 1. For the earth belongs to the Lord and everything within. Notice this verse does not say only the four corners of the church building belong to the Lord, but the entire earth and everything dwells within. Now question, if the world is supposed to belong to the Lord as according to the scripture, is the world currently run by the Lord? Is the world currently run by sincere, godly people whose devotion is the Lord Himself? When was last time you worked for a God-fearing boss or a company? And if I'm not wrong, I'm 90% confident you would say no to all of the above. So if the earth should belong to the Lord and everything within, why then is not the world run by those who truly worship the Lord? What is the missing link? Daniel 2 verse 44, which I believe is the answer. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to other people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, 
but it will itself endure forever. A new kingdom shall be set up and must be set up. So watch out that let no man deceive you, for many will come in the name of Jesus, claiming that they are anointed and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdoms. And we've discussed it before, nations in the Bible are referring to different people and ethnic groups. And kingdoms in the Bible are referring to the political nations. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of the birth pains. Does it sound familiar to the world we live in today? Now at this time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. And because of the increase of weakness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be safe. And this gospel of kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testament to all nations. Then the end shall come. As I discussed from my last forecast, this is not the end yet. Because the gospel of kingdom shall be preached, then afterwards the end shall come. If there is a gospel of the kingdom, then the kingdom of God must be established. The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoken about, Matthew 24:15. So different ethnic groups will rise against different ethnic groups. Different political nations will rise against different political nations. But the end will not come. For a new kingdom must be established and shall be established during the time of the kings. Then the end shall come. Seek ye first the kingdom, then all those things shall be added unto you. What else is there to life other than Jesus and his kingdom? Seek therefore first his kingdom, then the end shall come. Where are the patriots? Where are his patriots? Where are the kingdom patriots? Where are the Gideons, Barak's, Samson, and Josephus? Where are the Davids, the Samuels, who through faith conquered kingdoms, and ministered justice, and granted what was promised, shut the mouth of lions, cringed the fury of flames, and escaped the age of sword? Where are the patriots who endures tortures, refusing to bow down to this adulterous and faithless generation, so that they can gain an even better resurrection? Where are they who are not afraid of death by stoning? Where are they who were sold into, killed by the sword? When about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated, then the world is not worthy of them. The modern self-centered Babylonian Christianity is overrated and will be judged by the judgment seat. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 So knowing therefore the terror of the law, come out of Babylon, Come out of the self-centered Babylonian Christianity. Come out of the white horse and come into a kingdom, a new kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, and the kingdom that has no end. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. I invited you to take actions in the last epistle, as the Word of God demands us to take actions. Faith must be matched with actions. We must do the Word, not just hear only. 
So today I want to give you three practical steps which you can use to start walking into that kingdom of His. Step number one, pray. Never underestimate the power and effectiveness of prayer. Nor be like those religious Christians who just use the casual phrase like, I will pray about it, but in the end never pray. Because prayer can shift heavens and the earth. Fervent prayer of the righteous accomplish much, and there is much can be accomplished by just prayer alone. It was the prayer of one man, heavens were shut for three years, no dew, no rain. It was the prayers of one man, the sun stood still for an entire day, and nothing like it ever since. It was the prayers of one man, Moses, an entire civilization was brought down to nothing. So never let anyone deceive you that prayer is not important. The persistent prayers of righteous accomplish much. Luke 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So he, Jesus, said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't it interesting? The very first prayer Jesus taught to his disciple is to pray for his kingdom. Pray for his kingdom to come. And I believe it's no coincidence. One of the primary concerns of Jesus is to establish his heavenly Father's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor entered into the hearts of men. The coming kingdom, the power of that kingdom, the glory of that kingdom, and the possibilities of that kingdom. So pray. Pray for His kingdom. Pray for His kingdom to come. Pray for His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray for a kingdom invasion. Pray for the impossible. Pray for the eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. For all things are possible to those who believe. Step number two. We need to consecrate ourselves to the Lord. Put away sins. We must not let sins to have dominion over us. For we are no longer under law but under grace. When we accept Jesus as our Savior and Lord, we have a change of lordship. No longer a slave to sin but slave to grace. Sin should not have any more power over us. And it's a matter of lordship, not a matter of religion. It's a matter of who do we serve and what do we serve. Freedom is freedom to choose. Choose who is our master. There is no such thing as freedom to do whatever we want, because we are humans who design to worship. To worship, to serve something or someone that's bigger than us. So if we are not worshiping or serving Jesus, then we are worshiping something or someone else. It can be our own flesh, it can be the world system, it can be our own lust, or even a demonic force that we are not aware of. Proverbs 7 describes sins as adulterous woman, who appears to be good and pleasing to the naked eyes at the beginning, but at the end is destructions and death. Whereas Proverbs 31 describes having lordship of Jesus as wisdom, and the end is respect and honor. And life and death, we need to choose. We need to choose life. We need to choose the life more abundant. And His name is Jesus. 
for he came to give life and life to the more abundant. And Joshua chapter 7 describes a captivating story, which I will not read the entire story right now. But do spend your spare time after this podcast to go through the entire chapter of Joshua 7. The summary of the story is that the sins in Israel's can have caused them to misjudge their enemies and went into the battle and resulted in a catastrophic battle loss. What's the moral behind this story? The moral is sins cause misjudgments. Misjudgments are now situation. Misjudgments are now reality. Misjudgments are now circumstances. Those misjudgments will eventually lead to making wrong decisions, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And you know, as I travel around the world, I can see that many are bound by sin, enslaved by what they might perceive as freedom. But there is so much more. There is so much more in Christ outside of that slavery. There is a whole new world outside of the lust of flesh, the lust of eyes and the pride of life. When Jesus sets us free, that's when we are truly free indeed. When we set ourselves into full submission with Christ, that's when we are no longer slaves. So step number two, we need to put away things, hidden things that's too shamed to mention, casting down arguments and every high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. For there is so much more in Christ Jesus. Glory, honor, dominion. The glorious riches in Him. Eyes have not seen, ears nor heard, nor entered into the hearts of men. The sacrifices are nothing compared to the glory that's about to reveal in us. So put away things. In Him, He has given us an inheritance, a high calling, and a kingdom to build. Now step number three. We need to keep our fire for the Lord alive and burning. Leviticus 6.12 If you have a Bible, please turn with me to Leviticus 6.12 The fire on the altar must be kept burning. You must not go out. Every morning, the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire. Then Revelation chapter 3.15 Jesus said to the Angelos of the Ecclesia at Laodicea, I know thy works, that you are neither cold or hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, I will warm you out of my mouth. So you see, the importance of keeping our passion for the Lord burning. Jesus himself said he would rather us to be cold or hot. But the half past six Christianity, he would split it out of his mouth. Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus told the parable that the kingdom would be like ten virgins who took a lamb and went out and met the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The wise ones took some extra oil in a jar along with the lamb, but the foolish ones didn't. The bridegroom was, of course, a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the bridegroom finally came, then all the virgins woke up and trimmed the lamb. But the difference was that the foolish ones ran out of oil and could no longer burn the lamp and because of it missed out the chance to enter into the wedding banquet. What does it mean for us? What does it mean for us today practically? It means that we need to take on extra oil and keep our fire for the Lord burning. 
I know it's not easy. We are living in an anti-Christ society with an anti-Christ system that does nothing but doing its best to quench the fire of the Lord. But I tell you, take on the extra oil and keep the fire burning because the fight is going to be worth it. Eternity is too long to be run. The Antichrist will be judged, and those who endure to the end shall sit on the throne judging. Woe to those who laugh now, for they shall mourn and weep in the end. So who cares about the naysayers? Who cares about the Antichrist? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, or famine? We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, strike down but not destroyed. If God is for us, who can be against us? For we shall rise, we shall rise to reign with Christ. Those who intend to save their lives will lose it, but those who lose their life for Jesus' sake will be the ones that find it. So keep the fire burning, add wood on it every morning, keep the fire and passion for the Lord burning, perseverance, character, character, hope, hope that will not be disappointed in Jesus' name. Allow me to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, impart the fire, impart the fire to your listeners right now, for they shall carry the fire of the Lord, the fire of Yuhaiva faith. They shall burn, burn to the end, burn their life for you, burn their cities alive for Jesus, for they shall set their city on fire for you. I thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat and believe this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for saving me from my sins and die on the cross for me. Raise back to life, seated at the right hand of the Father. I make you as my Lord and my Savior. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit and fire. Make me a new creation in your kingdom. And in your precious name, I pray. If you have just prayed that prayer, congratulations. Jesus has just marked you with his mark of salvation. Your life will never be the same from now and eternity. Find a Bible-believing, passionate, Jesus-centered community near you and do life with and to discover the plan and purpose he has for you in Christ Jesus. And also for all your awesome listeners out there, find me on Twitter at Andrew J. Ezekiel if you haven't done so. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-J-E-Z-E-K-I-E-L. It's where you can get frequent scripture teachings to strengthen and elevate your faith to the next level. Have a fantastic week ahead. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and give you shalom peace. See you at the next episode.